President Trump calls his briefing room a studio and brags he brings in the TV ratings. Did Trump's performance yesterday convince all his naysayers? And Steve Bannon bites the dust. But is his political career over for good? This is the State of America Tonight. My positions are going to be what the people in this room come up with. It was one of the most extraordinary meetings that certainly I've participated in. The president was obviously engaged, knowledgeable. He wanted to hear different opinions. What worries me most are his actions. Uh, rather than trying to read his mental state. This was a good first step, that there is a Donald Trump that can command a room. There's a time and season for everything. Steve Bannon stepping down as executive chairman of Breitbart. He certainly orchestrated his demise uh, quite nicely. Bannon is the type of guy who I don't think will ever willingly go away. I'm Nia Malika Henderson, live in Washington, in for Kate Baldwin. To our viewers watching around the world, this is the State of America tonight. You could call it a presidential pivot. In a mind-boggling 55-minute showcase at the White House on Tuesday, President Trump seemed to be turning over a new leaf for a new year. Maybe he was inspired by this vow he made last summer. With the exception of the late, great Abraham Lincoln, I can be more presidential than any president that's ever held this office. That I can tell you. And today, during his first cabinet meeting of 2018, the president seemed to pick up, pick up where he left off, finding a solution for DACA, the program that shields young undocumented immigrants brought here as children from deportation. Take a listen. We want to see something happen with DACA. It's been spoken of for years. And children are now adults, in many cases. Any bill we passed must improve jobs, wages, and security for American citizens. And in what seemed like a nod to his days as a reality TV star, President Trump just couldn't resist patting himself on the back for bringing in the TV ratings and bragging about his reviews. Take a look at this. It was a tremendous meeting. My performance, you know, some of them called it a performance. I consider it work, but got great reviews. And if the president is pleased, then that's probably good news for White House staffers. Sources tell CNN that yesterday's televised bipartisan chit chat was all about knocking down questions about the president's mental stability. Now, make no mistake, first and foremost, the president's performance on TV was to put to rest any concerns about his fitness for the office that have been circulating over the last several days. But if you do a quick check of his Twitter feed, it certainly seems like that pivot may be already a thing of the past. This morning, Trump returned to one of his favorite Twitter insults, slamming the Russia probe as a witch hunt. And he didn't stop there. He also lashed out at the judge who temporarily blocked his plan to end the DACA program, saying the ruling is unfair. The White House says the decision is outrageous. And the Secretary of Homeland Security seems to be pinning her hopes on that White House meeting. We are very disappointed by the decision, uh, but what we heard yesterday at the meeting was we're all committed to finding a deal. And at least one Republican senator says any future action on DACA needs to come from his colleagues here in Washington. 
I think the DACA issue can only be resolved by Congress. I don't think it can be resolved in the courts. But before the ruling, you'll recall that the president was in a much more conciliatory mood, saying he wanted to create a bill, quote, a bill of love. That's quite the pivot from when he mocked former rival Jeb Bush for saying this just a few years ago. They crossed the border because they had no other means to work, to be able to provide for their family. Yes, they broke the law, but it's not a felony. It's kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an act of love. It's an act of commitment to your family. The president also said he wanted a bipartisan effort, another seeming pivot. So could this kinder, gentler Trump actually move the needle on immigration reform? Here's what one top Democratic senator thinks. The politics of immigration are very hard. But if the president Mm. chooses to make this not just one day photo op, but to show real leadership here, he actually could move us forward by getting uh, a resolution to the status of dreamers and new investment in border security. And another Democrat is warning members of his party against taking a hard line on DACA as the deadline for funding the government is just nine days away right now. If we draw an absolute ultimatum line, that gives the Republicans the opportunity to force a government shutdown, move the blame to us and to the DACA kids, and it's in many respects, I think, counterproductive. And now we come to what has truly been the most striking pivot so far, that breakup between President Trump and Steve Bannon. After being banished from Trump's inner circle and losing the support of billionaire megadonor Rebecca Mercer, Bannon is now out at Breitbart, a leading alt-right news site here in the U.S. A former Breitbart spokesman talked to CNN about the key mistake Bannon may have made on his climb up the political ladder. And in the choice between Donald Trump and Steve Bannon, it wasn't even a competition. And I think what Steve failed to realize is that most people in the Republican Party, most people, most voters, they don't know who Steve Bannon is. They've never asked a candidate or congressman, hey, where are you on Steve Bannon? They ask, where are you on Donald Trump? But for those who think that Bannon might now turn against his former boss, that spokesman says not so. I think that he's going to spend this intermediate period trying to rebuild and recapture the relationship with President Trump. I think that Steve believes if he just waits quietly, exercises loyalty and humility, that he'll find his way back to Trump. And Bannon's departure didn't go unnoticed by one late night comedian. Take a look at this. Former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon has stepped down from his position as the head of Breitbart News, so he's unemployed. I guess... All this time, he really was dressing for the job he wanted. Touche, Seth, touche. Now, we're going to take a closer look at what Trump has been saying. We've got Caitlin Collins at the White House. What have we seen so far from this president? He, of course, had the cabinet meeting earlier today. What did we learn from that cabinet meeting? Yeah, Nia, that was the first cabinet meeting of this year for the president. And he spent his beginning of that uh, cabinet meeting welcoming back the press to the, quote, studio after that marathon meeting yesterday where they allowed cameras to come into the room and watch the negotiations go back and forth between the president and a bipartisan group of lawmakers about what to do about immigration and a plan for those dreamers, those DACA recipients that the White House has been dealing with. And he also spoke about opening up the libel laws during that, saying, 
saying that he was going to take a very strong look at the nation's laws, something he's brought up in the past when news outlets have written stories that he did not believe covered him favorably. And the president spent a good chunk of time during that spray at the beginning first few minutes of the cabinet meeting talking about that as well. But then he went back to DACA in outlining his main priorities for any solution to that, including border security, which the president maintains includes a wall on the southern border, getting rid of the visa lottery program and ending chain migration. So several things we heard from the president there on that front, Nia. And we'll, of course, uh, see the president later today with that news conference with the prime minister of Norway. Caitlin Collins, thank you so much. Now, if the president's meeting on Tuesday really shows him turning over a new leaf, then why is he calling it all a performance? Our panel will weigh in next and give their own ratings of that performance up next. An open meeting at the White House Tuesday showed the world a very different Donald Trump, not a president who closes out the press or holds hardline views on immigration, and certainly not the man described in Michael Wolff's book as an idiot and a child. Today, President Trump called that meeting a performance, and we've got the panel to weigh in tonight. First, Kevin Sheridan, a former senior advisor for Mitt Romney's presidential campaign and former Republican National Committee spokesman. We've also got CNN chief political analyst Gloria Borger, Ellis Hennigan, political analyst and columnist for Metro Papers, and former Republican Congressman Jack Kingston, a CNN political commentator who advised the Trump campaign. We'll first go around, and I just want each of you to give a grade uh, to the president from yesterday, that remarkable 55 minutes of access we got. And Gloria, I want to start with you. Just the top grade, uh, A to F, what would you give him? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two (laughs) grades. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him an A for effort because I think that as we watch that meeting unfold, it was kind of stunning uh, to actually hear members of Congress talk to each other about substance and about what they wanted out of an immigration bill and et cetera. Um, But I am gonna give him a D on substance Hmm. because uh, I do not think he had any mastery of um, what he really wanted to do. And I think that was a problem, particularly for conservatives who were watching him say, oh, you know what, Um, I'll do, I'll sign whatever you want. Just give me a win. And Jack, what do you think? Gloria gives him a D on substance. You're a conservative. What do you give him in terms of his grasp of of the issue and whether or not it's in line with what conservatives want to hear from this president? Well, I would give him an A-plus for doing it in the first place because I think that we had the opportunity to see a man who has built a real estate empire, a television network, a brand in his own right, and we got to see some of that wheeling and dealing behind him. But the thing that I think that he really said that was more important than knowing every little bit of the substance of a bill is he said, listen, I'm going to I want you to work out a deal. I will probably sign anything, but I want you to come together. So I think that more than, you know, going uh Uh, word for word, line for line on the substance of the issue, he was giving them a mandate. Hey, you guys get the work done. I got the pen. I will sign the bill. Kevin, in some ways, we saw a president yesterday that many establishment Republicans wanted to see. I mean, is that how you read it? We've got grades, A's, and uh, obviously, Borger has given him a D on substance. What would you say? 
Well, just for the sh- sheer surprise value of, of uh, leaving the cameras in there for 55 minutes, I'd give him an A on that. I, I never would have uh, imagined that ever happening at a pool spray, and I think he kind of redefined what a pool spray means now. I thought it was fascinating <laughs> to watch. Uh, it was kind of a mashup between an apprentice uh, you know, boardroom scene and prime, prime minister's question time. Uh, it's something you never see in, in presidential uh, politics like that. Yeah. So, and he put he put a lot of dem- Democrats on the defensive too. And and the substance of it, I think, is less important than the optics of it. Uh, they are getting to real discussions. And for somebody who gets attacked for being an authoritarian, he said, "Congress, go do your job." He didn't say, you know, like a Bar- Barack Obama did that he could he couldn't take action on DACA, and then he did in his last year. So, I well, think I, I give him I give him high grades on it. I'm going to get Ellis in here. You're Ellis. You're a Democrat here. What did you make? And obviously, the Democrats, particularly Diane Feinstein. Einstein at one point really tried to lock him in to agreeing to that clean DACA bill. You know, it's early in the year, so I'm trying to be optimistic. Why don't I go up to C minus? The point of this thing, the point of this thing was to show that Trump was large and in charge. In fact, the guy we saw in those 55 minutes was was meandering and unsure and kept flipping on all sides of the issue. Uh, The Feinstein exchange was, you're right, the most interesting because she got him to agree twice, two specific times, that he would support a clean DACA bill, something where we would put off all the other complexities of immigration reform to later and just protect those DACA kids. He said he would do it twice. And by this morning, he's completely flipped on that and is back to the old uh, the old hardline guys. So I think it's all very confusing. Gloria, part well, of the takeaway, yeah, I, Gloria, and I want you to jump in here. It, he had to go on cleanup duty uh, this morning after you had all of them last right. night, after you had all of those conservatives speak out against him. Yeah, I mean, last night he had to tweet, you know, you know, I was perfectly clear or was that this morning? I can't even recall. But, <laughs> right. you know, he 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 tweets, you know, I, I insist on a wall. And that wasn't clear in the meeting. I mean, they talked about something called border security. Well, what is what does that mean? And don't forget, this was the president's most important campaign promise, which was, I'm going to build a wall. And if he couldn't be more conversant about what that meant and what his desires were and what he was willing to do, I mean, he he seemed to be perfectly amenable to a pathway to citizenship last night, otherwise known as amnesty by conservatives. So the question is, what is he what does he stand for? Jack, did you hear from the president yesterday, a president who would be willing to embrace what your fellow conservatives have called amnesty? Well, I did hear a lot of haggling going on. I don't think that there was necessarily anything definitive that I will go along with a clean DACA bill. I mean, I think a lot of that is just in the back and forth of the process. It's interesting that last night about 11.30 p.m., uh, Judiciary Chairman uh, Bob Goodlatte, along with uh, uh, Homeland Security Chairman Mike McCall and uh, Raul Labrador, who was in the original Gang of Six, and Martha McSally, who's running for the Senate, you know, I, I think a really broad group of, of influential House members introduced an immigration reform bill. And, and I wonder how much coordination they had with the White House, because it's a lot tougher, it's a lot more traditional Republican in its approach. So, but but let, let me say that yesterday I think it was good, but it was just part of the process. Okay, Jack, we're going to have to get you to wrap up there. Uh, coming up, booted from President Trump's inner circle, and now Breitbart too. What's next for Steve Bannon? Stay right there.
Well, I have a very good relationship, as you know, with Steve Bannon. Uh, Steve's been a friend of mine for a long time. I like Steve a lot. Look, I like Mr. Bannon. He's a friend of mine. Bannon has, has you know, I, I like him a lot. He's, he's actually a very good guy. Nice words there from President Trump for his former chief strategist, Steve Bannon. But things have taken quite a dramatic turn since then. The White House fired Bannon just months ago, and now his political isolation seems complete. He's left Breitbart News after being hanged by his own words in a tell-all book. So what is next for Stephen K. Bannon? Kevin, I'm going to bring you in on this. Do you think Bannon is banished for good, or is there a way for him to come back? Well, let's look at the last couple of months. He handed the president two defeats in the, in the most conservative state in America, in Alabama, uh, backing Roy Moore in the, in the primary and then in the general. And he lost both of those. He insulted his daughter. He insulted his, uh, his son and said he was, uh, you know, treasonous, uh, which is a ridiculous claim. Even Sounds if like you you're saying he, no, he, he, he can't come back. I, but this is Donald Trump, let's not forget, and uh, he does like uh, interesting storylines. I, I don't see Steve Bannon ever being a player again, but I, I wouldn't rule it totally out. I think he's probably going to go get a, you know the Steve Bannon podcast hour, and we won't hear much from him again. And Ellison, in many ways, Bannon was good for Democrats, right? I mean, if you think about what happened in Alabama, you guys don't necessarily have him to kick around anymore. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with him. And Kevin is right about all those things. You know, we've spent a lot of time lately cataloging the faults of Steve Bannon. And, and there are it, it's a long list. But let's remember one of his great talents, and that is separating rich people from their money. He's really good at that. I know, I know the Mercers have gone away, but there's a lot of other rich people out there ready to write checks. A polemicist needs a platform, and he's going to get another well-funded platform. You just mark my words on that. Gloria, what do you make of that? He's, you know, one of the things he's also good at is really creating a media image for himself, right? You think about him being on the cover of Time magazine as the manipulator almost a year ago, uh, and then most recently on the cover of Newsweek. Look, I think uh, Steve Bannon is a really smart guy, and I was talking to a source close to Bannon yesterday who says that he's now going to start really uh, talking about DACA, being against the uh, whatever Congress does on dreamers, whatever Trump signs, it seems to me, and also going to try and gin up the base about building a wall, which he says Donald Trump promised. Now, where he's going to get the money to do this? Will he have the same influence he had now that he's split with the president? Uh, we don't know. But there's one thing I know about Donald Trump, which is that after he tosses people out, he tends to bring them back into the fold. And we've seen this time and time again. I mean, this is a president who talks to Roger Stone. This is a president who talks to people he tossed out 20 years ago and has brought them back. So I don't think we've heard the last of the Trump-Bannon uh, relationship at all. And Jack, what Gloria is describing there is that Steve Bannon could be a real thorn in the side of this president as he tries to for some bipartisan deal on DACA. I think he could be. One of the things that he actually did at Breitbart was, I think, triple to quadruple, maybe even a tenfold increase in their uh, subscribers. And, and so it wasn't just the content of Breitbart. It was the fact that he knew social media. He knew how to get out there in the grassroots. And so he could take an issue and take a group 
um, that's fla- that's failing that needs to have uh, uh, gen up their grassroots support, and he could uh, he could take it and run with it. So um, you know, when you think about people, great leaders, uh, great personalities, Dennis Kucinich, Newt Gingrich, John Boehner, Jerry Brown, all in politics have had some ups and they've had some downs, but they've always been able to come back by just hanging in the hanging in there. If Steve Bannon hangs in there, I think the opportunity will come back around and he'll be able to rebuild himself. And, no time Kevin, soon. But. Yeah, and, and Kevin, maybe one of those opportunities is in Arizona with Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who <laughs> seems to be intending to run for Senate there. Well, Sheriff Joe lost his, uh, you know, sheriff's race last time. So I don't think Sheriff Joe is much of a, a serious candidate there. They, they do have very serious candidates there with Martha McSally and others. But, yeah, Jack's absolutely right. He, he could pick an issue and try to um, demagogue it and get on it and, and use social media to uh, prop himself back up. For, for the time being, though, this in the 2018 uh, Senate elections especially, this is very good news for the Republican Party that we're not going to have to deal with uh, Steve Bannon and, and his, uh, his ridiculous candidates in each of these uh, primaries. And uh, that's good for uh, Mitch McConnell and never, never doubt Mitch McConnell. And, and Ellis, I wonder if you see the president sort of bannonless at this point. Will he have kind of an impulse maybe to go further to the right on any issue, uh, particularly on DACA, if he's got to feel like he's got to play to that, that Bannon base and the, the sort of nationalist base that, that got him to the White House? Well, that base is real. I mean, there is a, a strong group of people, maybe 10%, 20%, you pick a number, that is the real, you know, the id of Donald Trump. But I got to tell you, I think without Bannon around, it really does make it less likely that he moves in that direction. Donald Trump likes to go with the last thing that he heard. And if he's not hearing that from anybody, I think he's going to wander more in the other direction. Okay, we'll see. Kevin, Gloria Ellis, and Jack, thank you so much. This is day 356 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America tonight. Check out our podcast. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.